with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Black State. stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards Listening to the Fourth and Gold Podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch. And sure, glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um, welcome to Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. The 49ers dropped their third straight to the Arizona Cardinals. Well, the two and three last place in the NFC West. Only up from here, right? Um, they did lose today, 17 to 10 Trey Lance's debut didn't end the way we wanted it to end, but there's a lot to be encouraged about with this performance. Randall, how are you doing, buddy? I'm hurting a little, man. I had to go out. I had to get a couple of drinks with a a friend of mine, a friend of ours, actually, uh, in town for the, the week for another buddy's wedding. But, uh, so I grabbed a couple of drinks. I needed it. Unfortunately, these people are from the phoenix area so good news is they didn't they don't really care about football so i didn't i didn't have to like talk around it they didn't even realize the 49ers lost to the cardinals it hurts bro it hurts because of the way we have been losing lately but we're here let's talk about it let's chop it up i cracked my beer hopefully everyone else in the comments cracked a beer let's fucking you know psychiatrists like <laughs> let, let's just talk about it let's just let's just figure this out yeah so let's figure it out 49ers did lose 17 to 10 the defense did its job right i think we i guess we let's start there let's start there yeah. first let's yeah. start there defense did its job um nick bosa had a sack fred warner played well secondary played okay outside of a couple outside of a stupid penalty here and there um Jimmy Ward misplayed a ball late in the game. Probably should have intercepted that pass. But for the most part, they did their thing, right? They did enough to win this game. Holding a team that's been averaging 35 points a game to 17 is, is a win in my book for the defense. After all the shit D'Amico Ryan's been taking the last couple of weeks on social media, just if you just look at 49ers Twitter, 49ers Facebook, whatever it is, calling for this man to be fired is just outrageous. The defense did its job. So yeah. I think that's massive what you're saying here is the defense the past few weeks here have been playing good football, winning football, with the exception of these penalties, bro. I mean, these man-on-man corners getting abused here by by wide receivers. Fortunately for us against Arizona, um, yes, we had quite a bit of penalties, but our defense kept us in this game, allowed Trey to get comfortable enough, and we were moving the ball pretty well and efficiently by all stretches of the imagination. But God damn it, man. It was the defense of their job. Our offense did not come up clutch enough. And it 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 irks me. It hurts the soul. But considering the injuries, especially at corner, like what more could you really ask for a defense? 
going against an offense like Arizona. I mean, you you held them to 17 points. When it's all said and done, that's winning football, and they gave us a chance. Unfortunately, the offense couldn't find a way to get the ball in the end zone a few times. Yeah, 49ers, uh, so just break it down. <clears throat> 49ers outgain the Arizona Cardinals by 34 yards, 338 to 304. Niners only lose by seven. Let's see here. Average offensive play for the Cardinals is 5.1. You know, the the Niners defense did their thing, did what they needed to do. Um, I'm just going through the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arizona was three of 10 on third down. So 30%. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any fourth down conversions. They didn't attempt them. So they, that didn't count. Um, it, and the Niners ran, the Cardinals ran 60 plays to the 49ers 59. So it was, it was okay. The penalties is what killed the Niners. Penalties killed the Niners. The, was it four fourth down? Was that um, we went for? Was it four of them? Five. We were one of five on fourth down. Yeah, and that, uh, look, I love Kyle being aggressive. Yeah. Saying, look, we need, we need to score. And he's right. I mean, most of these fourth down opportunities that we had, we needed to go for it. Like we needed points. Um, but some of those play calls on fourth down and what we were trying to do. I mean, even the, the juice fourth down quick, like that was, stupid. There, was there were some really dumb fourth, fourth and short, type scenarios that uh, we dialed up some just not not impressive play calls when it was all said and done. But the, the, the defense gave us an opportunity. The offense came up short. And I want to say that Trey Lance, I thought, was was good, not great. I thought he made a lot of really good plays. I thought he, he kept things alive. We did, he did the things that I thought that you and I have talked about, you know, the things that that he did today were the things that we would hope he would. He kept plays alive. He kept drives alive. All he was trying to find his rhythm. And yes, he absolutely missed quite a few throws. High, just not on target types of throws. And with with the the way he throws the football, this is going to be a thing that he's going to have to figure out is how do I keep that ball in the chest area and not way above someone's head because he throws the ball with such velocity on every single throw. But overall, I mean, I thought Kyle did a nice job allowing him to just be himself, be athletic, pick up first downs, run the ball, move the chains. But we didn't get the ball in the end zone enough, and we had plenty of opportunities to do that. And that's where you fall short. You lose 10 to 17, but you had a fourth and one stop, right, With where Trey gets just – just cracked right there on the one yard line, isn't able to get in there. We get the turnover late in the fourth quarter. We're not able, we go three and out, I believe on that, that yeah. series right after the turnover. So our defense did what we needed it to do, but our offense didn't get the job done. And I want to be clear with everyone where we're not homers. Like we understand that there were things Trey needs to get better at. You know, he had, he had a few balls that, he had guys wide open that got batted down. There are a lot of things he needs to improve on, but those are the same kind of throws that Jimmy's going to make anyway. Like those are the same kind of both same kind of throws that are going to get batted down. Those are the same like the same types of throws that Jimmy 
Jimmy throws behind a wide receiver where they got to reach back and take a big hit. I mean, these are these are things where I, I feel really good about it, even though we took the loss. And it was still there for us for the taking. That that win was there for us. And we're out of our what three losses, at least two of those losses, I think, were there for the taking. Yeah. Where, where we could have we should have won those games. Today Green was Bay another one where we should have won. Green Bay in this one. Yeah, Green Bay in this one should have been wins for this team. It is what it is. You know, you are what your record says you are. You are two and three. This is a very undisciplined team, in my opinion, right now with yes. all the penalties, the holdings. But I think part of the holding stuff, we'll get to that here in a second. Joe Staley brings it up about where Jimmy likes to set up in the pocket or versus Trey. So that's some of that stuff that gets, needs to get cleaned up. But to stick with the defense real quick before we yeah. get to the offense, because I think that's that's obviously the biggest story of this team, of the game is the offense. Is the offense. But on defense... You know, for all this talk about the 49ers not being able to keep a mobile quarterback in the pocket, real quick stat here, Kyler Murray, seven carries for one yard. Seven carries for one yard. They kept him in the pocket for the most part. I think they injured him. I hope there's nothing wrong with Trey. I mean, with with Kyler. He did look hurt, though. He took a couple hits there. Um, The Niners were getting after him. DJ Jones with a sack early. Nick Bosa had a sack. They were getting to him, and they, they, they forced him into a lot of you know, a lot of throws he didn't want to make. Um, yeah. The defense only allowed 94 yards rushing and then 239 through the air. So they didn't, they weren't getting ran up and down the field. You know, there was a couple of big plays and those are the type of things that are going to happen when you have a quarterback like Kyler who can extend some stuff. So that's a big part of it. Um, but everyone, what everyone's here for is Trey Lance, but let's get to, um, let's get to, let's get to uh, Trey Lance. He's talking about the defense and his performance real quick. Sure. Defense kept us in it for sure. I mean, that offense is very explosive, um, make a lot of big plays, and our defense definitely gave us a shot. Uh, so got to capitalize. Uh, got to do better, uh, make more plays. Uh, obviously disappointed. Uh, wanted really, really wanted to win that game. But uh, going to keep our heads up, learn from it, uh, learn as much as I can, get as better as, as, better as I can from it, uh, and excited for, for next week. Accountability is the biggest thing I took away from Trey Lance's press conference. Yeah. He understands that he had he had some opportunities that he missed. He understands that. Um, let's get to Trent Williams on his thoughts with the performance of Trey Lance. Yes, he was confident. Um, you know, he was poised. He was poised. He was confident. Um, you know, I feel like Trey Trey gave us a chance to win. Trey definitely gave you a chance to win. He gave yep. us a chance to win. Now let's get to Trey. <clears throat> Trey Lance starts his starts to drive starts the game off with two big plays. Right, he had a he had his fourteen yard run. I want to say sixteen yard pass to Uzcheck, and then the interception. Was it the right decision to throw the ball there? I mean, I'm not going to nitpick him on this one, but okay. but this is this is part of the growing pains, right? You have your check down, maybe take your check down. Trey, you had ten yards to run, bro. Take off. That's fair. That, that's that's absolutely fair. I think the read is the correct read. Like, yes, he could have taken off for about 10 yards. And that, you know, you could tell the the kid, hey, man, you, you've been moving the ball really well, uh, especially with your legs. Why wouldn't you just take off? You had the open space. But he also had the wide receiver open. And unfortunately for him, as he's moving up in the pocket, as he's ready to to – go beyond the line of scrimmage, 
he kind of gives a little sidearm throwing 100 miles an hour and just throws it right over. I believe it was that Travis? Who's that? Who's yeah. That Benjamin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he throws it, I don't know, maybe a foot over, over Travis's head um, and just happens to go perfectly right in Buda Baker's chest. Like, not ideal. Not ideal, especially considering the way he was moving the ball, using his legs and, and just finding plays, finding ways to keep things alive. I thought you could see how just the threat of Trey stressed the defense. You could see that, especially on that drive to start. But he had the play. He steps up. He makes the throw. And if that's in the chest, that's a great throw. Between, I believe at least one of those are a linebacker, right? So, yeah. Um, so at least he, he threads the needle on this play. You see, is that juice there on the right? Yep. That he could possibly check down to short, or he could run for 10, 12, 13 yards before he gets hit. So, lots of opportunities on that play. Still, uh, he's got the arm to hit that throw, and if he throws that in the middle of his chest, none of those linebackers or safeties make even a play on that ball. He probably catches it, runs for a yard or two, gets tackled. But overall, we're talking, you know, an errant throw on a ball that he he really put, you know, uh, some zip on that one. So I can I can nitpick and I can be upset the same way I would be upset if Jimmy overthrew that ball. But again, we talk about rookies making rookie mistakes and veterans making rookie mistakes. And this is a rookie making a rookie mistake, throwing the ball a little too hot when he had other opportunities, either check down, rush for, you know, run for 10 yards, or if he just hits that ball right between the chest of uh, of Travis, it's a great first down and we keep the ball moving. So unfortunate, but I thought right after that play, Trey really settled in a little bit. Yeah, so let's talk about Trey. Trey's overall performance. We always show the pass charts: fifteen of twenty-nine for one ninety-two, zero touchdowns and one interception. We just showed the interception. If you are listening to this on the regular podcast, this is going to be on YouTube, so you'll be able to see the video and the play. We all we all saw the play. If you're watching the game, you know which play we're talking about. Um, but the pass chart is here: <clears throat> two passes over twenty yards in this first start. That is a stark difference from. Jimmy Garoppolo, who's I think it's only three on the season over 20, 20 yards down the field. So that's a plus. The passing charts looks quite different here. Now, this is where the development of Trey Lance is, needs to happen, right? We all understand Jimmy Garoppolo is is a guy who doesn't really push the ball down the field, but he's efficient on the stuff that's underneath, right? This is where Trey struggled. Um, two of six, he was on passes under 20 yards, he wasn't very efficient. That 10 to 15 yard range wasn't his bread and butter. Now, did his wide receivers help him out at all today? No. Three drops, three big drops, especially the one to Sanu, um, which would have kept the drive alive when you need to keep a drive going, um, was a big part of it. But three drops, you know, puts him at 18 of 29, probably maybe 225 total on his, uh, on his day. Um, the drop's got to stop. Like, they just have to stop. North Dakota State wide receivers can catch these balls, but NFL receivers can't catch them. And it's weird because he put put them in the – like, the drops were on the numbers. They weren't, like, these random drops. But they can make these crazy plays. The IU play uh, on third and six or whatever it was where Trey puts it in a tight window. The throw to Debo late in the game where it's high, but Debo has – he's the only one that can make the catch. 
you know, there's some, there were some crazy throws in this game from deep, from, uh, from Lance that the guys caught, but they didn't catch the easy ones. It just didn't make sense to me with some of this stuff, but overall the performance, I don't know how anyone could walk away from this game discouraged or not enthused about the future of this 49ers quarterback situation. Absolutely. I mean, you look at some of the throws that Trey was making or attempting to make, and you can tell that he stresses the defense so much more than Jimmy. So Jimmy might be a whole lot more accurate on that underneath stuff, zero to nine yards, right? He might be so much more accurate, but Trey can really move the ball down the field. If those wide receivers are catching the ball the way he moves within the pocket, the way he can take off, the way he can just rifle the ball in there, he can really stretch the defense and really cover a whole lot of ground quickly. I mean, we can move the chains quite a bit and get ourselves in a position to score quickly with a guy like Trey. Um, but the, some of his comments are spot on. The things that confuse me is, you know, the amount of usage for a guy like Brandon, Right. Where's Trent out there? I mean, people are talking about those things, and it's true. You got you get Trey, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Sherfield out there, and all preseason going into this, everyone talked about how great he looked, right? And and Kyle himself talked about you know how great he looked in comparison to maybe Brandon, right? So now you've got these guys, you got Brandon, you got Sherfield. Why aren't they on the field as much or why are they not as as highly involved in this offense and this game plan for a guy like Trey? And look, I mean, Brandon, what, he had four targets, two receptions, 32 yards. Um, but, I mean, one of those were he's using his – it may have been his right arm to like straight – box out a defender and catches it with his left arm and then still ends up running for like 15 yards after the catch. Like this kid's too special to not be a focal point of this offense, especially in a day where George Kittle wasn't even around. So your best players on offense aren't involved and you've got a rookie quarterback throwing the ball over the place. And yes, the Sanu drop was, was awful. It was a duck. Trey throws a duck, but you help a, help a rookie out, right? Like that's a big first down. If we complete that ball, he made throws that he had throws batted down. He had some errant throws, but outside of that pick, he helped keep drives alive with his legs. And he did things in ways that Jimmy can't do. Yes. Jimmy can move around the pocket and Jimmy can take off sometimes, but he was a threat running the ball. And I, I'm pretty sure he led us in rushing today. Yep. Right. So what is it? 80, 89, 89 yards. yards, 89 yards rushing, even though there were stretches where I didn't understand why we didn't give Elijah Mitchell the ball when he looked like he was, he was having his way. There was like a long stretch where I just didn't think we handed the ball off to him enough, but overall you had Trey leading this offense in rushing. And that's a Trey performance. If Trey can give you like 200 passing yards and almost 90 yards rushing, you're going to be in position to at least win a whole lot of football games. And the defense did their job. We just couldn't find a way 
to punch another touchdown and another one in the end zone. And that's the difference between this one. That's a great offense that our defense came out. And while there were, there were certain drives where I'm like, my God, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. This defense did their job. You held a great offense to 17 points and we didn't get the win. It's frustrating. It is absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Let's get to some comments from Joe Staley, Dante Whitner after the game. Yeah. I think this is the right one. Let me click this. Um, the way Trey played today, outside of that first drive. In the defense today. I was really impressed with the way Trey played today. Outside of that first drive interception, I thought he settled in really, really well as the game went on. He was on point and on target on a lot of those throws, especially downfield. And coming in the game, he said that they need to get the run game going, and they got exactly that. For me, it was just missed opportunities. Complimentary football, drops in the first half, penalties in the second half, missed fourth down conversions that really put them behind the eight ball because they, like you said, moved the ball down the field. And I think Trey adds an element. It's a, this is a base run, run plan for him right now. Kyle's going to continue to develop and take play action shots, different kind of motions. This is layers to what Kyle wants to do with Trey. And I think, you know, there's a decision because he's come out and said, Time and again, Jimmy's our starter. Jimmy's our starter. I think with the way Trey performed today, the ability of him to be able to move the ball down the field, a lot to be excited about. In the defense today. Mm. A lot to be excited about. Um, missed opportunities. The jacket's fresh. The jacket's yeah. fresh. It looks good. It looks really slim. He's uh, Mr. Peloton King right now. Um, <laughs> Joe said it. You know, if anyone's, If anyone knows this offense on the panel for NBC Sports uh, 49ers, it's going to be Joe. He, he was just in it. And he understands what's, what Kyle's trying to do here. Like, you know, I Twitter is probably the worst place after a Niner game. You know, everyone's hating on the game plan when, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert. You're not an expert. We don't understand all these play calls, right? Yeah. But outside of the fourth down, outside of the fourth down to juice, I didn't mind any of these calls. Right? The fourth and one uh, early in the game where it gets, or fourth and two where it gets stuffed for one yard, if Lakin gets to his block in time, J.J. Watt blows that up. Mm-hmm. If Lakin gets to his block in time, that's a three-yard gain for Trey, and the, the drive continues. Yep, yep. If Trey has the ex- in-game experience, he would know to dive for the pylon instead of, hey, lower my head and go take on this linebacker, who, by the way, he ended up hurting. He didn't hurt himself. He hurt the other guy, so that's a plus because Trey's a big-ass dude. And then, you know, the other fourth down situation with the Kyle Juszczyk, you know, fake or the QB sneak with Juszczyk. We've seen that before. You, The element of surprise is gone with that play. We Like you ran that before. The defense knows it's coming. But that doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, why do that? So the fourth down stuff didn't make any sense to me on some yeah. of those plays. Um, I thought Trey was fine. I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he was bad. He looked better than all the other rookies in their first extended level extended time of play. To me, that was for sure. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think Trey was bad at all. I, I think you saw exactly, at least for me, I saw exactly what I needed to see. I saw a kid who went out there, made some mistakes, learned from those mistakes, went out there, ran an offense pretty efficiently. And yes, did he, Decide to run when there were guys open. Could he have checked down on a few plays? Sure. But that that's part of that learning process. And 
the best part about it is the athleticism that he brings to the table will allow him to continue drives, continue to stay alive while he's understanding and reading defenses and deciding who to throw to and how to look off linebackers and safeties. And as he's making those plays, I mean, this is, this is how you get better having him out here. And it just shows you if this is the best team in our division, right? Five and O Arizona card. This is the best team in our division. This is a rookie quarterback who just lost a 10 to 17 game, had an opportunity, had some balls batted down right after the turnover from Dante Johnson. Like we were right there. And this is a rookie. This is his first full start. And how can you decide to take the ball from his hands when in all honesty, if I look at the way the Arizona Cardinal defense played, what would Jimmy have been able to do to keep some of these drives alive that Trey didn't do? Like what what would Jimmy – Jimmy could have potentially – hit Brandon across the middle late in the game where where that I, I believe Trey threw it high. I believe it was Brandon towards the end of the game. But you know, we had some balls batted down. We've seen Jimmy have balls batted down. We've seen Jimmy throw behind wide receivers. So 10 to 17 against the best team in the NFC West, five and oh the only undefeated team in the NFL. And this kid went out there and continued to allow his team and continue to put a team in a position where they could have stolen this game from Arizona away on the road. But unfortunately it didn't happen. But as a fan of the 49ers and, and I don't know all these other fans out there, why would you want to hand the rock back to Jimmy Garoppolo when you have a kid that I, I, you know, that showed quite a bit of promise in today's game going against a really good team in the NFL. I mean, this this was a tough, tough game on the road to play your first actual NFL, to have your first NFL start. This was not a layup. This is a tough environment to be in against a really good offense. Yeah, and I, I kind of, I really hate bringing up the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff, but, you know, but it's, there's a part where, you know, guys who are much smarter than us brought it up. So let's get back to Dante Whitner, Joe Staley, and uh, to Kale. For a second, because you don't like to talk about another man's money. I get it. But there's a lot of money on the table when you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. And it is wins and losses at the end of the day. But Jimmy Garoppolo has proven that when he's under center, the 49ers win games. Statistically, not so far this season. That hasn't been the case every time. But statistically, they have a way greater chance of winning games, Dante, when Jimmy's under center. So why make the move? Why not give Trey a few more weeks, let him, or, or even the rest of the season? Why make the move now? Because if the season starts to get away from the 49ers, do you expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be back next year? No. I don't think any of us do. No. So why not get Trey Lance the experience right now going into next year if that's what it's going to come to? And what I was excited about with Trey Lance, though, is when he's in the pocket and he's throwing the ball down, he's ready to throw the ball downfield, once the defensive line starts to get around him, he's very comfortable maneuvering. He puts so much stress on that defense today. Kyle Shanahan has to be excited about the way that he was able to pull the ball down and get the yards with his legs. If Jimmy Garoppolo was in that pocket tonight against that front four, he would have stood in there like a sitting duck and missed sacked about five or six times. 
Trey Lance put a lot of pressure on the defense. Going forward on fourth down, not being able to execute on those four fourth downs cost him this game. But moving forward with the control chaos, I'm all with it. I understand playing defensive back, how much pressure it really puts on you when he escapes the pocket and you have these weapons running all around. And that's a that's a going to be a, a learning process for the offensive line. We talked about in the mm -hmm. pocket. Trey does have a different setup point than where Jimmy usually sets up. Jimmy likes to set up at seven to eight yards, and Trey's a little bit deeper. But he's ability, like you said, to step up in and out of the pocket, create indecision by yeah. Land to make in him down. <laughs> no, in and out of the pocket to create indecision on that second level, create opportunities downfield. But to get back to your point, it is a business. Right. The NFL is a business. As much as we want to say it's just, hey, Trey's a better opportunity, it's $25 million it's into Jimmy right now. Money. And you don't put $25 million as a backup. You, you don't have that on the bench, you right? Don't, you don't have you 25 don't. million and sitting on the bench. So I, I want to be on that real, bench real, there's 25 million. It's a real thought process in right. that front office right now. Yeah. And Go ahead. No, it, it definitely is a thought process in the front office. And this is the thing, and I think the reason why I can speak to it is because I lived it. Played it for so long and 25? played with... You had $25 million? Listen, I, I played with $25 million bust as a quarterback. Don't get... Don't, you, you're taking me okay, there. We're going to get sidetracked but, real fast. No, but I, I just think overall, when you look at it, even if you decide to go with Trey Lance moving forward, it's not like you're tanking the season. Like, this guy has shown more than hope today. And to see the defense go out there and continue to play, to me, that's the first sign of whether or not you see if a team is still in it. You see a new quarterback change, and if the defense continues to play, make plays, that lets you know I'm all in for it. But if they don't do it, if, or if they can't do it, then it goes to show you, you know what, maybe we made the change too early. That's not the case here. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to all the rookie quarterbacks that have started this season, they've been the reason why they've lost games. And they've been not, on teams that suck. Yeah, and the teams that suck, and that's not the case today. <laughs> Trey Lance was not the reason the 49ers. There were so many missed opportunities that they had. Um, those fourth down calls, I mean, we can get into that. Fourth yeah. down calls. Some of those I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Those are pros, bro. I mean, I mean, I can't argue against Joe Staley here. Right? How do you, how do you? Whitner or Takeo, because this is, this is why you trade up to three. You wanted to see the upside. There's so much upside just on this 29 attempt sample as a passer, right? Like there's yeah. so much potential here. Like you cannot go back to Garoppolo, but I understand that this is a business. Just like Joe said, that's $25 million sitting on the bench. Yeah. Can you do it? Will you do it? Here's here's the thing about that. So there's 20-something million dollars on the bench, and you're 100% right. But the 49ers made a choice to accept that. They made the choice to say, look, could we get something for Jimmy? Sure. It isn't what we would really like. So work okay with drafting this guy, giving him a redshirt year almost, allowing Jimmy to go out there, do his thing. If Trey beats him, Trey beats him. No big deal. We'll eat the $25 million. They, they have made that extremely evident to everybody that they're okay with eating that. And I think this is a part in the season 
now sitting two and three, where you're going to have to eat the 20 something million dollars and let the kid go out there because you saw so much promise and you saw how much he can really stretch a defense just because of what he can do maneuvering on the pocket and then deciding when he wants to tuck in and just take it off. Like just take off, grab 10, 15, 20 yard. He can really, really change a game quickly. And unfortunately today it wasn't enough to get it done. But if you look at whether it's possession and you look at um, this offense and you look at team stats, I mean, we're right there with Arizona. It, it wasn't like there was a massive, the biggest thing, I, I think maybe completion percentage. Yeah. But even with that, you're looking at, you've got a rookie, you've got Kyler going out there. And Kyler, we talked about it going into this week. I mean, he's playing at an MVP type of, per, you know, an MVP. He's an MVP candidate. Yeah. The way he's playing, the way he's throwing the deep ball. But if you looked at today, it is fucking nice as shit to have a guy like Hopkins to be able to just throw a ball up to. When out, when all else breaks down, I mean, Kyler made some f- amazing throws today That's in second third second and longs, second. right? Like on the sideline, I don't even remember the the kid's name. That makes yeah. The kid. yeah. yeah, so there were some amazing throws and catches that Kyler made today that helped extend drives that would have normally been punts for ninety five percent of the quarterbacks in the league, but. Today we played against a special young quarterback who is really confident in his arm. And while he's rolling around, he's making big plays. The only thing is what I need is I need Kyle Shanahan to embrace embrace Trey for what he is. And when we're in these third and shorts, why why wouldn't you move the pocket a little bit with this guy? Why why do you why are you having this guy? When push comes to shove and we need three, four, five yards, sit, like, drop back, stand in the pocket and deliver. Like, I I get it. He's going to be able to make those throws eventually, the ones that have gotten batted down on him. But when he's moving around, that's where chaos, that controlled chaos that we talk about really happens. When we can move him around. I would love in these fourth and ones and fourth and twos, if we can just get moving a little bit, bring bring that offensive line, move to the right, move to the left, just move this kid around and allow him some time to either take off or hit a guy over the middle. But I, I just I, I wasn't a, a, a massive a massive fan of some of those fourth and short play calls down the stretch. Yeah. <clears throat> so the comment section is on fire tonight, which is great because this is. This helps us. So thank you. Keep it coming. Yeah, keep it coming. Um, this is my favorite. Jory had a really good comment here. Shanahan already said they're going back to Jimmy G. I'm going to push. I don't I'm, buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it. And two, Ian Rapport said the same thing, that this may just be a one-week trial with, with Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan after the game. Thank you, Jory, for helping out the show because you led us right into this transition. Let's Kyle go. Shanahan his comments after the game on the supposed report that Jimmy Garoppolo will be back uh, week seven. Yeah, 
no. I mean, I feel like they'd have to talk to me or John, and I don't talk to many people. So, especially the night before a game, just my family. I mean, you guys are throwing out a lot of hypotheticals, <laughs> from especially to someone who made something up. So, not you, wherever you got that. So Ian Rapport this morning uh, reported that the Niners would go back to Jimmy Garoppolo after the bye week, right? Nothing, nothing Trey Lance did today would affect Kyle Shanahan's decision. I don't buy it. Bullshit. There's, there's no fucking way Kyle came and says, yeah, I'm going to go back to that guy. Right? Yes. Listen, Jimmy Garoppolo has been good for us. Like he's been a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's in the middle of the, he's in the middle of the pack and people swear that I hate the guy. No, I followed what the team has done over the last fucking two and a half years. They have, they've been non-committal this entire time, right? This is over. Like it's, it, we said it months ago, like this stopped being about Jimmy Garoppolo. The day they made the trade to three, the day they made the trade to three, Jimmy Garoppolo was on borrowed time. And if that borrowed time happened to be, three and a half games because he left the game with an injury against Seattle, then so be it. What we watched today, there's no fucking reason to go back after what we watched today. Exactly. That's the big thing. So um, was it Jory? Jory that had the comment, right? Yeah. He's been, he's been, he's been on fire. Thank you, Jory, for the comments. Yeah, Jory, this is awesome because this is, this is the big moment. Like, for this organization, for Kyle Shannon, this is a crossroad right here. But there is nothing that Trey did today that would make any coach say, we need to have Jimmy back in there ASAP. The second this dude's calf, we can get the swelling down, we can get this guy right. He's got to go in because Dante said it better in, in, in that interview, you know, right, post-game where what would have happened under the pressure that Trey had with a guy like Jimmy and Jimmy can move around. I'm not saying Jimmy can't move around, but some of those plays, those 80 something yards that Trey made with his legs, right? Half of those plays would have one never been called by Kyle Shanahan to Trey uh, to Jimmy and Jimmy wouldn't have been able to drop back, go read one, two, take off. That wouldn't have happened. There would have been a lot of checkdowns. There, there would have been a good amount of sacks. And so while the offensive line needs to figure out how to play with a quarterback like Jimmy, I will take as much as the fucking penalties made me want to vomit today. I will take that. What was this? Chris, Kyle didn't want to have the conversation publicly. He will talk to Jimmy first. Jimmy is as good as gone, in my opinion. He is done. He's going he's gonna to be helping Trey out. If they can find a way to move Jimmy, they'll move Jimmy. I I have a hard time believing that after today's performance, somehow Kyle's going to say, okay, well, after the bye week, Jimmy, go ahead and go, go on in. Because he brings nothing, nothing outside of possibly hitting a couple of these underneath routes a little more accurately than Trey. And today, even if you would have hit, the, if you would have hit those, you wouldn't have been in a position to win. The only reason why we're in a position to win is our defense made one, a really great stop, created a turnover finally. But unfortunately, we weren't able to capitalize on that. But a lot of the reasons why we were in a position to win was because Trey went 
let's go improv. Let's take off. Let's pick up 10 here, five here, 15 here. And that's why we are in a position. And he made some really nice throws along those along the way. But for anyone that's thinking we're turning this Brock back over to Jimmy, it doesn't make sense because he isn't going to be here next year. So we're almost halfway through the season. Sorry, like let, let's roll this one. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Let's get this guy comfortable because he showed a lot of promise today. And if we just keep giving him opportunities, he's a smart enough quarterback where he's gonna he's gonna grow from it, man. And I'll take a as as awful as it sounds as a, a 49er fan, and for everyone out there that's a massive 49er fan and they're listening, as much as I want us to compete for a Super Bowl. I will take. I will gladly take this season to be a co- the, a contender to get into the playoffs, a wild card team. You know that bubble type of. T- I will take that this year to be a competitive team on the bubble. Because next season, Trey's gonna be so much better for it if we just start right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Jory, again, with a great comment. Saving grace, we got the Colts next. It would be a perfect time to transition over to Trey. Absolutely. You get the bye week, give him more time to prep, and you go into the game against the Colts, which I will be at. Which will be and Javi's going to be there. Yeah, so that's how we're going to win. That's how um, we're going to catch a dub. But Matt Mayoko, which is – he's been around the, the Niners for 25, 26 years. He had some really telling comments as well about the quarterback situations. Let's get to Matt. I appreciate these guys who do this professionally because they always have really great insight. And then again, the guys in the comments, you guys are great tonight. So here, here's Matt Mayoko. Made it clear, right? Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. And part of that is because the 49ers feel like they're ready to win now. And they've now lost three games in a row. And they're falling further behind in the NFC West standings. I think what will happen here in the next few days is Kyle Shanahan will look at this game film and figure out you know, what mistakes that Trey Lance made and if this is just the, the springboard for more. I, you know, even though he's been steadfast in Jimmy Garoppolo's corner, I, I just I think it's a really difficult thing now to go back to Garoppolo because Trey Lance showed so much. I mean, the versatility he brings rushing for 89 yards, throwing for 192. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But he he missed some throws. No question about it. But just seeing what the floor now is for him. We know the ceiling's high, but if that's the worst effort you're going to get from Trey Lance as he's learning the NFL game. Hey, you can win a lot of football games with that. I tweeted it before I even seen this. If what we saw today is the floor from Trey Lance, then I am very, very excited for the future of this 49ers team. You can't put that better. On a rookie contract who nearly beat the Cardinals <clears throat> Excuse me, with that performance, and he's only going to get better because we saw him progressively get better and better and been and better throughout the game. Cody and Mayoko has been pounding the, the Lance drum. Yeah, he's been yeah, pounding it for a while. For it. I mean, look at look at the way the Arizona Cardinals looked last week against what everyone was saying was the best team in the NFC NFC West, which is the Rams, right? And the way the Cardinals went out there and just manhandled them. Offensively, we were able to do pretty much whatever they wanted. And if Trey, if this is 
Trey Lance at his base, right? Like this is um, I'm breaking out into the NFL. This was a great performance for a kid who is just getting started. If that's the floor, then holy shit, what could the ceiling be? And the only way you're going to know is if you keep putting him in these kind of positions. So you got to run him out there because I don't know how else to say it. You, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a fucking rookie. He's not been in the league for only three years. I mean, this is eight, nine years in the league behind the greatest quarterback to ever play football. And now he had an opportunity to take over one of the greatest franchises in all of football, the San Francisco 49ers. And yes, we got to a Super Bowl, but we know Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling. And Trey Lance at his floor is good enough to win a lot of fucking football games. We are in a gauntlet in the NFC West. If we are in the NFC East, we'd know we'd win the division. Easy. <laughs> this would be a, it would be a wrap, bro. Yeah. If you could if six of your games were NFC East opponents, you'd be good. Home and away, right? Like but this is the NFC West. For an open up his his preach beer. You're right. It's a fact. Like, this is where we're at. We're in the toughest division in football. We've got a rookie quarterback who's out here trying to make a name for himself. And frankly, what he did today, it's a lot more positive than it is negative. Because, again, if he was in the NFC East, we'd be sitting here going, man, we're about to run this shit for the next 10 years. But because we're in the NFC West – and we have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo and we're paying him a lot of money. We're going to scrutinize and scrutinize because this performance that he had today would have been probably good enough to beat any team in the NFC East. Except but unfortunately, except for what? Except for the Cowboys. And the Cowboys offensively look really, really good. Yeah. But this, this division that we're in, it's hard-nosed, tough, hard, like just punch you in the mouth football. On top of the fact that our, we've got so many offensive weapons in the NFC West, on top of tough, tough defense. So not there, there aren't many teams in the NFC that can match what we bring defensively and offensively on a week-to-week basis. So you know what, Jimmy, I'm sorry. You're, you're a good quarterback, but I got I to gotta let the rookie keep rolling with this because he's doing things you can't do. End of story. Sorry, period. There's you can't do what he does. And I don't care who likes you in the locker room. Get over it because he ain't going to be here next year anyway. Jimmy's not going to be here next year. So anyone who loves Jimmy Garoppolo in that locker room, love him, love, appreciate what he's done for the organization to help put us back on the map. But understand where you're tying your allegiance to, because this is a guy who will not be here next year. So understand that, get over it, and find a way to get out on that field and let's help this rookie get caught up because that's the kid who will be here next year. That's the kid who will be here for hopefully five, six, seven, a decade from now. He will be our quarterback. So get on the train, bro. 
Lance is here to stay. Jimmy is not. So pick your sides wisely because he's going to be our quarterback. And hopefully it's from now to the rest of the season and we keep this thing rolling. I mean, I couldn't say any better than my, better myself, bro. <clears throat> I don't know. It's like, I went to the bar. I'm angry. You know, like a friend of ours from high school came up. I'm drinking. He's from Arizona. Like I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm doing it. But I saw a lot of positive things out of, out of today, man. I saw a lot of positive things. How can you decide to take the ball out of this kid's hands and put it back in Jimmy's when you already know what he's going to get you? Yeah. Um, this is some conversation in here. Matt Mayoko has yeah. said information. He's really wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's really wrong. And if anyone really paid attention, I know the issue with Matt during the draft process was a lot of folks were on the Mac Jones thing. A lot of folks tied themselves to the Chris Sims narrative, but if you actually listen to Matt Mayoko, he started off really, really early with the Trey Lance stuff on how he would fit best in this offense based on the play action stuff in North Dakota state. I missed that in my evaluation. I really like Justin Fields, who won again today, by the way, just saying. Um, he's very who accurate. Like, who liked Trey, though? Who liked Trey, bro? You like Trey. You did. You did. I, st- I mean, I liked him, too, but yeah. I, I prefer Fields. Either way, um, there's just – if you, you have to <laughs> – we've been following this team for a long time, and I, I read, read, watch, and listen to everything that goes on with this team. So, um, they're <sighs> – Jimmy Garoppolo is a captain. There's a really good point here. And if Kyle's going to make this change, he's going to have to sit down with guys like Kittle and Trent and Mostert and, you know, get this to be, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. So I get that whole issue there. Yeah, Uh, that's fair. I mean, these are men, right? And they're fighting and they want to know that the person they're backing, like, you know, they want to be all in on the person they're backing and the person they're going out there and fighting for week in and week out. But I do think with such a difference between both quarterbacks, got especially guys on the offensive line, I mean, all those holding penalties, they've got to get used to this. They've got to get you like a, a guy like McGlinchey and Trent, especially out there, need to get used to a quarterback like Trey, who's going to move all over the pocket and isn't going to throw the ball in two seconds, right? Like he's going to hold the ball a little longer. He's going to move around that pocket before he decides to take off or decide to let one rip. So it is a learning process, but you saw even with the penalties, what he was able to do. I'm there. The the drive that ended up putting us back in contention uh, when it was all said and done. I mean, it looked awful the way the penalty just kept flag, flag, flag. I'm pretty sure at one point it was like second and 17. Like it just, it looked bad and it wasn't the most disciplined football, but he was able to find a way to keep the chains moving and get us in the end zone. And we had an opportunity and unfortunately we weren't, we weren't able to get it done, but there's a whole lot of promise here I, I think the big thing for me, in all honesty, and as much as people might not want to talk about it, our cornerbacks are are tra- they're trash, trash, bro. It's trash, trash football. And I hate to be a dick about it, but I've had enough beers, so I'm just going to fucking go. And I'm going to tell you that that's the problem, bro. 
Like the defensive line, okay, great. You know, we had we, we a tough opponent, Kyler. Kyler can move around. He could take off. He could do a lot of things. But our corners are trash. They cannot hold up man-to-man at all without getting a penalty thrown at them. Whether or not the penalty is, like, deserving, that's a whole nother conversation because I just feel like every single fucking time someone throws a ball up, a man-on-man, no safety help, just a corner on a receiver, we're getting a fucking penalty. Let's go for it. Let's get – like, that's our fucking problem. And that's that's where we're at right now. Like we're doing just enough offensively to keep us in the game. Our defense is doing just enough, but we're getting fucking awful, atrocious penalties at cornerback. And that's where guys like um, it was Ambry you talked about today on Twitter. Like it was Ambry. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, like, it's frustrating. You, like you you got to get on the fucking field, man. Like we need help at corner. We need it. And we don't have a lot of ways to get better, but we're fucking trash at corner. Like we we couldn't tackle today. We, we were letting guy. We were just it, it wasn't good. And I love Emmanuel Mosley, right? But at the end of the day, right now our biggest weakness is no matter how the defense is playing, at some point we're going to get in a position where we need a corner to go man on man with a wide receiver, and we we're losing nine out of 10 times. Like in it, it's just, it's impossible to play that kind of football. I hate to even say it. <clears throat> oh, you know what sucks? Asante Samuel went before Aaron Banks and then Rondell Moore went after Aaron Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Rondell Moore. He's looking fucking good, man. Asante Samuels. He's looking fucking good, man. Facts. Like, come on. Right. And look, I mean, we got in the in, in the comments talk. People are talking about sixty nine, getting his ass whooped today. I was the, okay. Okay, go ahead. Let All right, go ahead. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna shoot McGlinchy some bail. The All sack right. that Trey Lance took. That's on Trey. That wasn't on McGlinchy. McGlinchy did his job on the sack. Okay, he stepped into that sack. That's on. That's not on McGlinchy. Um, but. Yes, McGlinchey did not have a good day today. Uh, I don't think he did at all. He he's been he today was a bad day for McGlinchey. Chandler Jones and Vance Joseph Vance Joseph said, "Hey, George Kittle's not playing today. Let's go put fifty five on sixty nine. And he got worked. He's gonna listen. McGlinchey's gonna be here for the next. McGlinchey's in bad. He's not terrible. He's not bad. He's just not." An all pro, and I want a fucking all pro offensive lineman that we draft. And he's just not that guy. And JJ Watt, who hadn't really done a whole fucking lot, was making some fucking noise. And I'm pretty sure he drew a holding call against 69. Like, yeah, we drew one against he drew, he drew one against McGlinchey. I'm sorry, against Williams on a big completion for Trey. So that was negated. That was another issue. Mm-hmm. The, the holding penalty, this team is very undisciplined. Like the, to me, it's just undisciplined, and that to me, it's a reflection of the coaching staff. O line and cornerback, man. Like we're just not getting the job done efficiently enough. And I will give the O line more of a break than I will the corners. And I only say that because there's such a drastic style change between quarterbacks that 
I will give the O-line a little bit of slack saying like they're used to, to the ball getting out quicker. Yeah. So now they've got to adjust and figure out how to block with a quarterback who's might hold the ball for three seconds, four seconds before they decide what they want to do with the ball. So it's, it's a different, a completely different strategy for the offensive linemen, which from a a conditioning standpoint, they're going to have to get used to from a style standpoint, they're going to have to get used to, but the cornerbacks, Sorry, I got nothing other than we just aren't deep enough at corner. We haven't done a good enough job getting guys ready to go out there. Ambry's not ready. That's on his that that's on him. Unfortunately, we picked him as a player who we thought was going to be in a position to be able to play significant time for us. He is not even close, like even fucking close. So do your job. Get out there. Help this team out because Teams are just throwing the fucking ball up on third and longs when we're in man coverage. And they're getting first downs more times than we're getting stops. Help a fucking rookie quarterback out. Help a fucking rookie quarterback out. Look, I finished this beer. You guys are making me want to go get another beer and keep talking about this. The comments are fucking dope. I love having everyone out here talk about this. We're all passionate, and it just sucks because we have so much talent around us. And yes, George wasn't out there. Kittle, our tight end wasn't out there, but this rookie quarterback did, did enough to put us in a position to win. Yeah. So why would you take the ball out of his hands when I can't tell you that Jimmy Garoppolo would have done enough to get us this win today. So if, Jimmy and Trey would have possibly lost to this. Then why start Jimmy when you know he's not even going to be here next year? It just doesn't make sense. If Jimmy, if, if we're saying if Jimmy plays, we win. If if anyone here in the comments or anyone that. on Twitter says if Jimmy plays, we win this football game. That's a completely different story. But if you're saying that, you're you're either drunker than maybe I am on something because there's no way you could look at today's football game and say, Jimmy would have won this game. I think Cody makes a good point here. Offense is disconnected. They have two QBs shit or get off the pot. Kyle. Um, he's, That's right. You, know, you can't play both sides of the fence winning. anymore. Yeah. you, you Pick one. Receivers don't know if they need to be in scramble drill or not. Right. Trey needs to have some, rapport with his wide receivers because he's going to move the pocket. He's going to move up in the pocket. He's going to scramble a little bit. He may not pass the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's, there needs to be a rapport here. Um, yep. so th- there's just that. There's part of that too. Um, I love know. Jen's comment, man. We should not need our tight end to help our O-line. That's a Absolutely. fact. We pay George Kittle and why we, the 49ers, not me at all. Um, but the 49ers pay George Kittle way too much money to be just a pass blocker. And that's a fucking whole nother can of worms we could talk about that fucking pisses me off is he might be, if he is not, at least to all 49er fans, George Kittle is the best blocking tight end in football. That is awesome. That's a, that's a fucking awesome quality to have. 
But if that's what you are, like, if that's where you're making all the money he's making just because he's a great blocking tight end, sorry, it's overpaid. George Kittle, there's no reason why George Kittle shouldn't be able to get the Travis Kelsey kind of numbers. Facts. Like, sorry, like, I love that you can block, but I'm not paying you all that money to just fucking keep my quarterback upright. I'm paying you money to go get touchdowns, go get first downs, help us win football games, not just fucking block for my quarterback. And that's dead ass. Like, you don't pay that guy that much money to block because guess what you should have done is draft an offensive lineman that could fucking block. That's what you should have done. So you could go have a quarter, a, a, a tight end, go out there, run routes and catch first downs. That's what you should have done. You're not paying him to be an offensive lineman. And if that's what he is, then he won't be a 49er very long because at some point you're going to have to make a decision like what kind of contracts do I want to keep and what kind I don't. And you're going to get rid of this guy. And guess what? You're going to fucking regret it because he's going to go. He's going to go somewhere else and torch people because that's what George Kittle could do if he just didn't have to sit there and fucking block all day, every day, every single game. I'm fired up, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, hey, fired bro. Up. I'm just oh, fucking yeah. fired up. Well, it it, it oh. is. It's true. Um, you paid this guy not to block. I mean, yes, you, you played him to block, right? You paid him to block, but you also paid him to catch passes. Now he's, exactly. injured. he's injured, whatever the injury is. They don't even know what the injury is because Kyle was non, he, 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 he didn't tell us what it was. He said it got worse. We don't have a diagnosis. What the fuck is that? We don't have a diagnosis on a calf injury. So what is it? Is it an Achilles? Is it a knee? What, what's going on? Right. And if you need him, because clearly you do, because McGlinchey's a liability, because towards the end of the game, I don't know if anyone noticed, Kyle Juszczyk had to block Chandler Jones. Yep. So now you're taking another pass catcher out of the formation. Right? I I, I gave McGlinchey, I shot McGlinchey a lot of bail last year. I'm not going to shoot him anymore, bail. Bro, you're, you're a right tackle. Like, we need more from you. Um, earlier on in the comments, someone mentioned, why didn't we run to the left? I had the same question. Why aren't you running behind your best linemen, Lakin and, and Williams? That's on the coaching staff. That's on Kyle. And I'm not, I'm not anti-Kyle. Like, I, I love Kyle. Yeah. But man, what are you thinking? It isn't, man. Like, what is this? This offense is not being run to the efficiency that we're used to seeing. Like, we're grinding here. And if we're grinding, then can we do some things that make sense? Right? Run to our best tackle. Right? Can we can we do the things that make sense offensively? And I do believe that we are on an offensive crossroad where we need to decide we have turned the page from Jimmy or we haven't. And if we're not sure, I think this is going to be a week to week thing where we're just, we're confused offensively of what we're trying to do. And if we decide to buy in on Trey and Kyle schemes things up for Trey, 
I think things will start to make sense the way they did in 2019, the way the offense ran, the way we worked. I just truthfully believe this is a we're stuck in neutral. Like, do we want to go all in on this play calling on this uh, on our offensive scheme for Trey? Or do we want to be in this in between where we can do a little bit of things with Trey and we can do things with Jimmy and let's see how this all works out. But the reality reality is we got to go like we got to turn the page. We're on Jimmy or we're off Jimmy, whatever they decide. And I think after this week, it should be let's just roll with Trey from here on out. And if that's the case, we got to be all in on our offensive play calling. If we're all in off our, on our offensive play calling, then we're going to be working with our receivers on improvisation and what we need to do as Trey starts to roll out. And we're going to be working on our offensive linemen in terms of blocking. And now we're not just blocking for two, 2.3, 2.2, you know, whatever it might have been with Jimmy. Seconds, you're going to have to learn how to block for three seconds, for four seconds as he's moving around without being called for fucking holding like every other play in the entire second half of this football game. Like we're this offense will have to evolve and Kyle has to be the guy that says it's time to evolve and it's time right now. And Jimmy and Trey, if you look at both of them again, I will say it and I'll say, I'll say it one more time emphatically Jimmy Garoppolo would not have done any better than Trey Lance did today. Frankly, I believe this would have looked worse than what it looked like with Trey Lance. And I will leave it at that. I will say, period. I am sorry. Is no, no offense whatsoever to Jimmy Garoppolo, but I do not believe this 10 to 17 loss would have looked the way it did, as close as it did with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. I agree. Um, you know, Wano in the in the comments here we, we brought it up earlier, scored running to the left. Yeah. Debo Debo takes a handoff, played running back now too. Debo is the MVP of this team, by the way. Debo is and he and he had some bad drops today. And he yeah, had some it, drops it, that, that really he made him. he made the play of the game, in my opinion. I'm gonna show that play one more time. Like this is this is not in the bag of a lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks don't even attempt this throw. Whew. Right? Look so, throw step the season, you know, he 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 did everything he could. He had a stupid drop that was on there. Um you need to get the hand the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Ayuk, Debo need to get the ball. Once George Kittle gets back, who knows what the injury is? Who knows? But if he's back, then you know you need to get him the ball too. No more this four, six targets. You need to get your best, your highest paid player targets. Um, yeah. Facts. Oh, uh, let's see here. Russ, why pay them, man? Like, why, why pay these dudes so much money if you're not even going to get them the ball? You know, I remember back in the day where you wanted Odell Beckham as a Niner. Yeah. Right. Like I remember those days and and then I go, yeah. Right. Like, but it's, well, what do you do once you get him? Do you have the personnel to be able to get this guy, the ball? And we don't have a lack of talent. That's the thing that pisses me off the most is we have plenty of talent, wide receiver, corner, 
running back. Like I'm sorry, corner. Jesus, I just I just shit it on the corners for a little bit. Not a corner, but wide receiver, tight end, running back. Like we have weapons all over this offensive side of the ball. We have to get the ball to them. And Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to take advantage of a uh, of a wide receiver that can do the things that Odell Beckham can. He isn't. We have a guy like Brandon Ayuk who for some reason is in some weird limbo doghouse on and off the field, returning punts sometimes, not sometimes, on the field sometimes. Trent Sherfield is on the field sometimes, not others. Like, I don't fucking understand what we're doing with the talent that we have. Correct. And that's where I get annoyed because why are we going to pay a guy like Brandon Ayuk, who's going to need to get paid eventually down the road? How do you pay a guy like that if you don't fucking use him? How do you justify paying him top tier wide receiver money when you know he can make the catches that any top tier wide receiver can make? Right? He showed it. Right, I'm I'm gonna box you out with my right, and I'm gonna just one arm catch a hundred mile an hour fastball in my chest, and then take off for another twenty yards. Like, how do you take a guy like that and do nothing with him, and then when it's time to sign him, how do you justify paying him the money when you're not when you've got it in and out in the lineup? Put your fucking best players out there, and let a young kid get used to them. And let's fucking rip the ball with Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and, and Trent. Have Trent out. Like, what are we doing? Sanu's out there kicking the field in punt returns sometimes. He's out there running routes. Trent's not out there. Like, I don't understand the rhyme or reason why we're deciding who's out there and who's not. I don't get it. And it's frustrating. And as a young quarterback like Trey, like I'd be looking like, what can I, can I get, can I get these guys out there? Like I'm running around, like at least give me the best wide receivers we have on the team out there on the field all the time. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan listens to this, but I do know that players, that players listen to this. I mean, we had Mike person on, he, he said <laughs> he, he was one of our favorite pods because he, he's heard us plenty of times. So I know players listen to this. There is no reason for Kyle Shannon to not try out Brandon Brand Ayuk. There is no reason for Debo Samuel to not get more targets. There's no reason for George Kittle to not get more targets. Kyle, stop thinking you are the smartest in the room. Something I was talking in the military, if you're the smartest in the room, find another room. Okay? You're not tricking anybody with Trent Sherfield and Muhammad Sanu. Right? Jose in the, co- in the comments, pick a side, Kyle. Like, you want to be a hard ass? Okay, cool, be a hard ass. Facts. Don't do it at the expense of winning. Bro, I mean Debo that doesn't make any sense. It right? doesn't. Let's 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 give uh let's give Sherfield and Ayuk the same amount of snaps one week, but then the next week we give Ayuk a whole bunch of snaps, but we don't target him and we give Sherfield two snaps. That doesn't line up with your with your thought process, Kyle. No. That I Sherfield mean, played him in camp. That was bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Bullshit. 100%. I mean, look at today. So if I look at other receivers in the NFL, like uh, we can go to like Green Bay, like Devontae Adams. And you're telling me 
when when is Devontae Adams getting in terms of targets one less target? I'm sorry, maybe one more target than their sixth best wide receiver, fourth best wide receiver. Like when is that fucking happening ever? If Never. Brandon Ayuk is our best wide true wide receiver, if he is, fine. If you want to say Debo is great, Debo had nine targets today. Brandon had four. Sanu had three. Right? Uh, uh, Ross Dwelly had two. Travis Benjamin had three. Brandon Ayuk had four targets. And if he's our best or second best wide receiver, then why is he getting essentially the same amount of opportunities as Travis Benjamin, Muhammad Sanu? If Brandon Ayuk is top tier wide receiver, which if you're going to pay him money, that's what you're going to pay him. If you're going to pay this kid eventually down the line, top tier wide receiver money, then why is he getting one more look than Muhammad Sanu or Travis Benjamin? Fucking stop. Like, like, like what? Mark Sanchez. Stop fucking with me. I am not an offensive coordinator. I am not a coach in this league. But I'm telling you, if you have talent, then fucking figure it out. Figure it the fuck out and find a way to get this kid involved. Because he's making catches and he's making plays that not a lot of wide receivers can make. And for him to get one more look more than Travis Benjamin pisses me off yeah stop it Debo with nine cool we didn't have George Debo should have had nine uh uh, Brandon should have had at least nine but you know what no he had four stop playing games Kyle Debo Brandon on the on the field all the time because how many wide receivers can make that catch that you just showed and then the other catch with one arm with someone on him? Stop playing fucking games with me because it's almost one in the morning over here. I'm about to crack another beer. I don't want to crack another beer because I got work in the morning. So I'm trying to hold off. But the more I think about it, the more I pissed off I get. This is very frustrating. This is a very frustrating year through five weeks. Um where do they go from here? They go through the bye week. And you never want to go through the bye week with a loss. This is a very winnable game. They had it within within striking distance. You know, you got to take advantage of the... You have to take advantage of the fumble that Dante Johnson, of all people, forces. Oh, right? right? Fuck. As much you as I was ready to, to shit on, he was playing a lot. You have to convert. So that's a plus. That's, that's hard, right? Um... And you got to get your playmakers involved. You just have to. Yeah. We need more from our. We need more from our corners. We need more from Ayuk. We need. We need to get a healthy Kittle back. God, who knows what's going on with him? But at the very least, you need Debo and Ayuk to both have eight, nine, ten 
targets a game. You have to, period. Run behind your best offensive lineman. Run behind Trent. When you run behind Trent, good things happen, right? Going forward, that's that's kind of what needs to happen here. Um, I know it's late for you. It's late for me. The 49ers did lose tonight, 17 to 10. They moved to two and three. They're in last place in the division. They are. They have an uphill battle here. Next two games, obviously, that's bye week this week. Indy and Chicago, back to back. I will be at both of those games. Fern, you'll be in Chicago with me. Let's go. To win the next two, Russell Wilson is out. You need to create some space with Seattle because if if Seattle somehow ends up with a better record than the Niners do, while four or six games, I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> I don't even want so to think about that. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. But the rest of the schedule seems kind of light. Hopefully they get it together. Um there is some good to take away from this game. Like I said, Debo played well. Trey looked okay. He's gonna only get better with reps. We will find out what happens in the next two weeks with this quarterback situation. Does yep. Jimmy get traded? Did he request a trade? Is he getting released? What happens here? We know who the quarterback of the future is. We saw it today. But what happens going forward is going to be very, very interesting in the next two weeks. Um, as always, I'm Javi. That is Fern. We're going to try to get you guys some hats. The Niners need to win a game. Like, we don't want to hold on to these hats. I want to give them away. Yeah. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow me at Twitter at JavierVague underscore. Follow my guy Fern here at DZ0880. We'll be back middle. Well, we'll probably take the week off. I think I'll take the bye week. But we'll figure something out sometime this week but until then everyone stay safe have a good night um the sky is not falling the team has talent they should bounce back from this and still facts will be competitive all the way through but everyone stay safe go niners peace peace